0: In a world, where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man. okay, two, two men, men are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Where's the second wow. guy? Oh, most <laughs> <of> the <time. laughs> Welcome to the okay. all-around home improvement hour. Now, here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish powerhouse. <laughs> Uh, The voice of Mark Benninghoff, great voiceover actor, friend, just a good guy. Alright, thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome back to the all-around Home Improvement Hour, right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. Every Saturday from noon to one, we're doing all things home improvement related, a little bit of a swing to the exterior because of what we do. But we hope we can get you something useful out of it. Here we go. All around, we
1: get we right, yeah.
0: Hey, welcome back, homeowners, business owners, building owners. This is the All Around Home Improvement Hour. My name's Charles Thayer, and people call me the Home Improvement Slayer.
1: Yep.
2: What are you slaying at your house these days, Charles? You know, we're slaying a remodeling project right now, Kyle. That's right. Yeah, give us an update, like a whole like main level kind of redo. Yeah. Right, a
0: lot of things were gutted out. We had the floorings tore out. We had the ceilings <clears throat> redone from popcorn to flat. Pretty tough to do that. We got the kitchen gutted, doing some new new cabinets, new countertops. I mean, it's just been hard. I mean, you know, it's long nights. It's it's you know. Dirt under the fingernails. The wife and I are, you know, sometimes we kind of get at each other with the work, but mostly we've been getting along. It's just, I haven't done a dang thing. This is hired out to a general contractor, Darren McDonald with uh, Due North Construction. He's doing awesome. He's fantastic, fantastic remodeler. We're living in the ice house, in the ice castle outside, and the girls are in the uh, pole building. So it's almost done, right? Ah, uh, it's three-quarters of the way. No, we
2: got a few more weeks in the Ice Castle, and then kind of re-grand opening. What you should do is should have not gone back into your house for the entire time, so it was like shock and awe, like how beautiful it is. You know, you leave the and then come show. back.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, reality it. shows. Well, with yeah. four
2: dogs, we had no... You just wear the same underwear for four months? We had nowhere to go, man. You know what
0: I mean? Like, no one wants to take you, your family and then a great dane and three boxers like there's no airbnb that that is kosher with that you know what i mean we wanted to we wanted to leave town because honestly i you just want it taken care of i don't like to get in the way of a contractor that is one tip that i have to anybody hiring a a remodeling contractor that's going to be inside your living space right leave go away yes come back let them do what they do best I mean, obviously, you, you got to know who you're working with, and you got to do your due diligence up front. But once you know that you are safe with with the right contractor let them do their job and stay, stay out of their hair. You know not only I
3: mean? that, but it's probably better for your health, too. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, literally. I'm not talking about your mental health. I mean, physical. Yeah. Whatever you're breathing in, whatever's getting in the air, the paint, the fumes, all that stuff, that is not good for you.
0: Totally. Uh, and then you do this thing where you kind of walk around and you kind of feel like you should assess the work, you know, as if you're qualified enough to do that. And you notice little things like, um, why is the edge of this flooring not butted up and all flush and And then you ask the guy, and then he's like, oh, because the trim is missing. We're going to put the trim back on after you know and and you're like oh well i knew that i was
2: just checking
0: to make sure you guys do what you do i mean i just
3: want to make sure you knew yeah that's
0: exactly right
2: didn't you just get a new roof too you had storm damage right because it's storm it's storm season that's the that's the show topic and you got yours done last year right yeah i did absolutely uh put
0: on f wave a designer shingle it's a forever roof and um you know maybe we'll talk about that sometime but yeah we have dubbed the month of june Storm season month, because of how many storms we had in in, in may and but really what 's this mean for hiring contractors? Um, what does this mean to everybody and just just opening up with with a kind of a general topic but right now you 're probably um, if you were affected by the storms or maybe if you were just on the edge or you 're not sure if you you have damage, you may be in that stage where you haven 't made a claim yet you may be in that stage where you have made a claim and you 're about to have an adjuster meeting. Or you may have had the adjuster meeting and you're fully approved. You're sitting on a statement of loss from the insurance company and a check, and you're like, "Which one of these ten thousand Yahoos out there do I hire?" Um, and that can be, you know, that can be a tricky process. But we do have some tips. We do have some general uh, rule of thumb, good suggestions for you that we're going to share for you on this show.
2: Um, and why don't we go ahead and get started, Kyle? Yeah sure I'll kick it off. The first thing is uh not to panic. I know uh, the last major storm was was a few weeks ago and there are storm contractors out there that are very good at em- embracing the panic that people feel because their homes likely are damaged. But our style is to reassure you that unless you can see holes in your windows, you know, which sometimes happens, but very rare here, holes in the roof, which we never really get here. They do down south. Um, that there's no need to panic. You have time to uh, try to look at this process clearly. Um, you can consult with several contractors or you can just kind of hang back and wait and see how your neighbor's service are doing. Uh, You can do your own research on several local contractors, because there are a lot of local qualified contractors, like All Around We Are the Best or One of the Best in Town, and there's a number of reasons for that. But first and foremost is not to panic, pump the brakes, and just take the process one by one. So
0: one thing, and I just want to make sure to introduce uh, both of our show guests, Ruben Saltzman with Structure Tech Home Inspections to my right. Ruben, thanks for being here. Eric Roback with Jay Becker and Associates to his right and Kyle's left. Good day, sir. Awesome. Thanks for being here, guys, completing the circle of trust. All right, on that note, what, what you were saying, Kyle, if you're thinking, do I make a claim, don't I make a claim, think about this. Maybe look at it a different way. Do I stand to even benefit from making a claim, right? Do I really stand? So, okay, let's say you will get a new roof. Let's say you will get some new siding. I mean, if your house is five years old, if your building materials are are basically still new, <clears throat> How do you really
2: benefit from that? I, th- I think it depends how bad the damage is, you know? Cor-
0: correct. But what I was going to say is generally this quarter size, nickel size, pea size hail doesn't break the matting of your shingles. Correct. Even if it breaks a few pieces of siding on, on your uh, wall, it's not going to c- cause water to leak into your home. You have house wrap there. Of course, you don't want to look at that stuff, but do you stand to benefit? The other side of it is your, your policy might not even pay for all of the damage, right? Um, a lot of people don't realize that insurance policies have gotten thinner and thinner. Deductibles have gotten more and more. And what's being covered
2: covered a lot of times is being excluded with certain policies. Yeah, they're going a lot of them have moved to kind of this a la carte thing and unless you have a good agent, which we ha- we do have relationships with a lot of good agents that are willing to go through each one of those boxes and and make sure what kind of siding you have and if they feel it's it's good for you, you know, they'll check that box that covers discontinued or obsolete materials, roofing or siding materials. And and, and it can get more complicated than that. We won't get into, into the weeds here on the radio today, but Um, make sure that you know and understand that policy before you proceed with a claim, which you should be able to put a call into the insurance agent, have a 10-minute conversation and get a good basic understanding of what's a deductible, what's covered before you move into filing a claim. Let me touch on this real quick. Why is it, and I know the
0: answer, but a lot of people are probably wondering, right? Why is it that some homes get approved for storm damage and then other homes right next door don't get approved?
3: Oh, that makes neighbors so upset. It makes them very upset. And yeah. who,
0: who do they blame? They blame the insurance. Co- right.
3: <laughs> they blame yeah, me. the inspector. They call me personally. Yeah. Well, they blame the
2: insu- I... insurance company. Is wh- who they blame? You guys get blamed for stuff like we do. That there's that a problem five happened. years later. That <laughs> you know?
3: that has happened once or twice.
2: Yeah. Yep. But they blame the insurance
0: company, so they're throwing the agent, the agency, maybe the big name company under the. Oh, you have Farm State, and that's terrible you know what i mean and and they don't approve anything they might say oh you have this company you should have this company no that's not why it's happening okay The reason why it's happening, and I don't have a lot of time, and I don't want to get too into the weeds, but But it's the nature.
3: Tease it, Charles. I want to hear this. This is good
0: radio, man. It's really the nature of how a lot of the uh, cat adjusters, the independent adjusters, are paid. These guys are incentivized to find damage. They do get paid more for writing up a larger claim. It's more work for them to write up a larger claim, but it's also more pay. Usually they're on a fee schedule. So Buying a roof and buying siding for you pays them more for that inspection than denying siding and denying <laughs> roof for
2: you. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the other the other part of that is your neighbor's home might be facing a different direction, the, the roof may be a different pitch, the roof may not be as old, and there's other there's other factors besides just the adjuster and the insurance company if you're looking at that marginal category of hail right well there's always a place where the storm starts
0: starts and stops but generally speaking when you have this approved approved denied approved approved denied right. in the neighborhood right it's subject to the adjusters that are going out there and a lot of them are writing up not damaged homes they write them up not da- they write them up as damaged But they're not actually damaged because it pays them more to do that. It's the most backwards thing you could ever imagine. People instantly think adjuster equals bad insurance company, deny stuff, save money for the insurance company. That's not the case. So when you're wondering why you have no damage and your neighbor does have damage
2: it really came down to who that adjuster is talk about inconsistent well we do see the we do see the insurance company bringing on engineers on their behalf and and typically in my experience you know those third party outfits they're there to aid in Supporting the insurance company's denial of a claim, I think there's it's kind of an unfair advantage that they leg up on the homeowner by having an engineer come on their behalf. You know, some good homeowners will hire an engineer on their behalf, and then you get into some deep waters there. But um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Charles. Unbiased truth, right? I I agree with you, Charles. It's it's typically these adjusters just have this um, completely different approach on how they write up claims sometimes from one company or one adjuster to the next. All right, we got more. We're going to be right back, right here on the All-Around Home Improvement Hour.
0: All right, we're back. We're in studio. It's the All-Around Home Improvement Hour. Get your siding and roofing needs met by the award-winning All-Around. That's what we do for a living, not just radio. Go to allaround.com for a storm damage inspection. Click on the Get an Estimate tab. And you know what? We help people that just want to improve their home without storms. Roofing, siding, windows, decks, doors. We do just as much of that as the storm stuff. So uh, we don't care whether it rains or not. You know, We're not doing the hail dance over here. Um, but when it does hail, don't get me wrong, we're there for you. And we do a good job with that stuff too. Um, we're, just, we're hanging out in studio with Ruben Saltzman, Structure Tech Home Inspections, Eric Robeck with Jay Becker and Associates, and Kyle Miller and myself. Um, And we're talking about kind of the the frenzy that happens after the storm. and It's one of the the main questions that that I like to ask because you get a lot of people that, well, I don't know. You know, I want to give it a shot, right? Larry to my right got approved. He's getting a new roof. Rhonda over here to my left, she got approved. She's getting a new roof. I don't know. I'll give it a shot. Well, I have this question for you. Um, Are you ready to have a claim on your claims record? And everybody wonders, does that hurt me? Does that hurt my claim? Well, it's it it's on the record, but it's not a high risk claim because it's an act of nature or whatever. It's an act of science. Act of God. No, nope, it's an act of science. You can't say that.
2: Okay? Some things can't be explained.
0: Um, but no, it's not a high risk claim. So you're you're not you're not categorized Ruben as like that high risk category because it, it was out of your control. Good. Not
2: like if you drove you, I did.
0: drove your car through your garage and into
2: your kitchen. Okay, I have a question. You deserve to be high risk. That, that. <laughs> is uh, right, is yeah. Ruben our, our first segment here? Because I have a yes. question for him regarding this stuff. You know, yeah. I I see I see this happening never from structure tech, but from home inspectors when they're inspecting a home for a sale. They say this home has hail damage, and I'm not kidding. Like. At least fifty percent of the time, seventy five percent of the time, the roof's got lichen. It's bird it. poop. Yeah, something, dude. What? It's not bad hail damage, right? But the home inspector is playing this role telling the telling the buyers that they that there's hail damage. And I'm not kidding, over fifty percent of the time I've looked at these in the past, there's like nothing. Yeah. And and the other fifty percent of the time there's maybe something small, but in no in no way I did I did I think feel that it warranted the home inspector to play that
0: role. So do we want to hear what Ruben
2: has to say about Yes. It? Is, is there a question here? Rant over. <laughs> what, yeah, have you seen this, and what are your thoughts on that?
3: Well, we haven't seen it internally because we don't ever do that. We don't say whether something is hail damage or not. Now, if there is obvious damage to a roof, I mean, it looks like someone hit it with a hammer or something, yeah, we're going to say there's physical damage, and you may want to check with an insurance company to see if this is hail damage but that's as far as we go. It, it is rare that we call out hail damage during a home inspection. I see the opposite happening all the time, though, and it's extremely frustrating. Where they look overlook it, overlook no, roof damage? No, it's where there is no hail damage. I mean, I will get up on that roof and I'll say, there is no hail damage here. This roof is fine. We got called out. Where,
0: where the storm chasers are saying it's yes. damaged. And yes. then you as the home inspector are, are coming in. And- then
3: they come back and say, why didn't you tell us there's hail damage? We just had an adjuster out and said it's, you know, it, it, we need a new one. I remember one specifically. I came out there and I was out there with like a magnifying glass looking over this whole roof for 20 minutes. I'm like, I don't see a dang thing. You have a few little dents in some of the roof vents showing obviously there was hail. That's it.
0: What do you mean? That appears to be consistent with what we know as hail damage. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, come on. Exactly. Everybody claims this stuff. And and
3: the roof vent still functions just fine, and the rest of the shingles are fine. Maybe you've decreased some of the life because some of the aggregate on the shingles is gone, but I wouldn't know how to identify that. So it it drives me crazy because so, it, it, there's no free roof. There's no free lunch. Somebody is paying for this. We're
0: all paying for it. We're all paying. Yeah, for we're it. All exactly. Paying for it. Yep, exactly. Um well and maybe this is a a good question for you is you know how often have you seen damage to a roof that appears to be consistent with hail that is actually sacrificing the shingle itself? Never 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 okay i have but it was like a b- baseball size hail out in watertown and it went right through the whole roof so like okay through, yeah, that's yeah, compromised yeah through the venting That'll leave the mark. Mark. broke
2: yeah broke the decking
0: yeah it, well, it was the it was the ridge venting itself it went through that so there was a gap for it to actually go through i haven't actually seen it break decking before but yeah uh, so so to that note does somebody that has you know pea size hail and maybe a few dented vents <sighs> Um, Do they really stand to benefit from paying that deductible, making that claim, having that claim on the record, and then to sometimes find out, well, you only got approved for half a roof, but now you're required to replace that half a roof, or or you didn't know, but you have bought a cut rate policy, and since your roof is over 15 years old, we'll approve the roof, but we only cover 50% of of the the roof, or the siding, you know, or coverage,
3: I mean, and then you're going. Why did I even bother filing this claim? I shouldn't have said anything.
0: Right. Yep. Yes. Or I should have known my policy better before I filed the claim. <laughs> exactly. Um, and two years later, you get a real claim. <laughs> yeah, a real claim. And, and you need yes. you, you need the coverage. Um, I I think it's really interesting. It's the way a lot of these uh, guys are trained. Um, and actually, I was I was trained that way too. I I chased a storm down into Texas the year before I started uh, all around. And a buddy of mine, we were working with with the Storm Chaser Outfit. I was in between jobs. I needed to to learn a new business. I needed to do something. And we went down there, and the the very first door we knocked on, he said, all right, what you're going to do is you're going to knock on the door. You're going to say, I'm here to assess roofs. It's free, no obligation. And then you get on the roof, and you start filling out the paperwork that says it's damaged, and then you come down and hand them the paperwork. And I said, well, wait a minute. We don't, where, how do we look at that? Don't we look at these roofs? And he said, no, you never inspect the roofs, man. You just, everybody has, you're in a, you're, you're in a hurricane area. Everybody has damage. You just write it up. And, and that is also what happens in the Midwest. They say it's damaged all the, yep, you have damage. You should file a claim. They don't care if you get denied. It's a numbers game for them. It's yeah. a numbers game. So, yep. All right. All right. You know, we've been really hot on this storm stuff we got to talk some home inspection stuff ruben what's new right now in june for you guys
3: what's new uh i, th- I think i may have mentioned it during the last show i was on i can't remember now but uh oh, no. We're offering... no one heard it okay. nobody nobody was listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh we're offering pay a close if somebody wants to roll the cost of the home inspection into their closing costs they can do that oh i know we talked about it mm-hmm. yep <laughs> yep <laughs> yes, yes. We did talk about that. So that's that's the latest thing we're offering. And even if I, the seller pays closing? Sorry. Uh no, it's it's well. I, seller no, paid it, closing buyer.
0: cost is just an increase to the sales price. Okay. So you're just financing that's what seller paid closing cost is, right. usually, right? I would have sold you the home for two hundred. I'll sell you.
2: Well no, home. I mean they listed... it well,
3: sorry. I don't want to that, that's yeah, that's a side topic now, what Ruben's yeah, saying. Yeah, so. yeah, our, that's yeah. for the mortgage, the okay. real estate mortgage. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, the bottom line is they can roll the costs into closing so that the buyer doesn't need to come to the closing table. Well, not even the closing table, before the closing table with all this cash. Yep. So that's that's something a lot of people are jumping on, yep. really helpful for them. And other than that, you know, it's it's a big push on the ancillary services right now, getting all the extras done along with your home inspection, like chimneys and radon and exactly and
2: toilets, plumbing, like uh, sewer,
3: sewer right? inspections. Yeah, I mean those are huge. The big big what's problematic huge. items. What's huge? Right? The sewer. What's in the sewer, Ruben? Well, the sewer line itself. I mean, <laughs> if if you've got a dip in your sewer pipe, a big dip. If you've got bends where your pipe is actually bent when they backfilled it. It can bend those pipes. You can have broken pipes. And, you know, we used to tell people if you're buying a house with an older sewer system, it's a good idea to have it inspected, especially if you've got big trees right out by the street. Like, because the roots will do damage to Exactly. Too? Those okay. roots get in there. And we used to say it's a good idea to get a sewer inspection in those cases. But it's gotten to the point where we now say if you're buying a house... It's a good idea to have a sewer inspection. Can you talk about s- the implications, or do you want to move on to another topic? Well, no, let's let's talk about that. I mean, so many people do radon testing, and the problem is if you've got a high level of radon, you got the potential for lung cancer, and it might be a $1,500, $2,000 repair to put in a mitigation system, and you're done. But if you've got a problem with your sewer line, the, the issues you're going to deal with are backed-up sewers. I mean, we're talking sewage. Coming out of your floor drain when you flush your toilet. This like is that n- nobody wants this. Yeah, it's really nasty stuff, and it's not if you've got a damaged drain. It's not simply a matter of hiring somebody to come out and clean it. It's a matter of hiring somebody to come out and dig up your yard, maybe even dig up some of the street, and then replace that damaged drain line. And you might be talking about a ten thousand dollar repair, and I I'm talking mid range ten thousand. We've seen them. This is hideously expensive, and it's very cheap insurance to get a sewer inspection before any house is purchased.
0: You guys do both sewer and septic inspection for those of, of us out in the country?
3: Uh, we don't go out in the country. Ah, sorry. The country. <laughs> do you don't. No, but I mean, do no. you guys do septic inspection? No, we get we get requests for those about once a month. Okay, cool. You got a good referral partner. For we got that, a good sure. referral all right, partner. All right, I'm sure. Yeah, go
0: to structuretech.com for that. All right, we're going to be back after a message from our sponsors, also a Fox News update, and we'll talk with you right here after the break. Here we go. All right, welcome back, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. This is the All-Around Home Improvement Hour, and why don't we do the all-around featured project of the week brought to you by Kyle Miller. Kyle, what project do you have for us this week?
2: This one is in an older neighborhood in Plymouth, kinda of right off of that 101 and 55 intersection there. Lots of homes that are in that 30 year uh, 30 years old range. And we've done we've improved a lot of homes in this area, and specifically with LP SmartSide, because most of them have like an old wood-based siding, and vinyl doesn't always fit well into that type of uh, middle to higher-end type of market in the Twin Cities here. So LP Smart Side's the answer. This gentleman uh, decided to replace it with an oyster shell-colored diamond coat pre-finished 8-inch LP Smart Side lap. We went through and we uh, replaced the 4-inch trimmer on all his windows. We put new soffit fascia gutters on. So the trim soffit fascia gutters, those were in white. He had the oyster shells kind of like a tannish colored siding. It just turned out absolutely gorgeous. And uh, he can be very proud of his home now because he got rid of that old dingy wood siding and put on some new LP, which should be good for I don't know, maybe fifty years.
0: Awesome, That's about right. This one and many others uh, posted on our Facebook page and our website. Go to AllAround.com to check those
2: out. Obviously, you can tell we're very proud of the work that we do. As is, click on that free estimate tab too for yeah. for you know if you're looking at LP Smart Side, we're happy to give you a quote on that too if you're. If you're interested.
0: Excellent. Nice. Little shameless plug there. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. All uh, right. Let's uh, turn the conversation back to our good friend, Ruben Saltzman, with Structure Tech Home Inspections. So to, uh, talk a little bit about the process, because maybe, you know, to some people, Ruben, um, things have maybe changed with the way the market is right now, but there, there's still a lot of home inspections being done, and it's probably pretty important. I mean, what are you giving up when you give up the Ability to do a home inspection before you finalize the purchase of your home?
3: Well, there's obviously the negotiation part. I mean, a lot of people use the home inspection as a negotiation tool, and that's not really what the home inspection is meant for. It's mm-hmm. just what people end up using it for. Sure. But the biggest thing is knowing what's going on with your house, knowing what the maintenance schedule is going to be, knowing, hey, You need to take care of this in your attic. You've got an ongoing issue, and if you stop it now, you're going to be okay. But if you let this go for another five years, you're Mm going to have rotted roof decking because you got this going on and that going on. Yeah, I mean, it's just letting people know about what they need to do today. Not only that, but safety issues are huge. I mean, finding furnaces that aren't venting correctly, electrical hazards, wiring issues in the home – little plumbing things that turn into big things, sewer gases coming into the house. I mean, all these different safety issues that nobody wants to have going on in their house. And really the only time people end up having the whole system assessed is when you get a home inspection. I mean, you, you're certainly not going to hire professionals in all these different trades to come out and individually inspect all these different components.
0: Yeah. And Well, well when, when Fannie and Freddie uh, approves you for that loan... They didn't approve you for the 40 grand and repairs that you're going to have to make to that home after you move in and you realize uh, everything that's busted. So it's a good way to end up in a financial um, problem, you know, a bad financial position. Um, and maybe even, um, ultimately, you know, God forbid, but, but, uh, are you losing your home foreclosure because you can't afford the payments to uh, a giant money pit that you weren't aware was going to be a money pit when, yes. when you bought it. Um, Eric had a question for you, uh, during the break about the
1: process of the home inspection so this this is a current thing we just worked on a couple months ago so we went into this house it was the worst wired house I've ever seen and it was right here in Plymouth hmm. but what the, all the, of the, shame the, the homeowner said oh yeah we had a home inspection but the the seller was there talking to the inspector
3: is that a normal thing that is absolutely not normal the seller ought to be gone during every home inspection I'm not it's not to say it never happens we, we had an inspection where it was, I, I tagged along with one of the newer inspectors on my team just recently, and the seller was there. The buyers weren't there. as out-of-town buyers, and so the seller was there. And it's really not that weird if there's nobody, if the buyer isn't there, because we just basically don't talk to the seller. <laughs> we, <laughs> they, yeah. they can watch us, but we don't answer a whole lot of questions. They're, they're
0: playing like uh, trying to diversion, you know, like just kind of distract you from finding things and oh no
3: you don't want to look in there look over here there's nothing to see over in that closet yeah
1: (laughs) this house was so bad i think we went in for a seven thousand dollar kitchen remodel yeah and i think we spent 14 no in addition to that getting it to a place where we could pass an inspection
3: oh my goodness it
1: was brutal what about cookies and milk i mean
3: Oh yeah! But you should always, like you should always leave cookies and milk out for your home inspector. Absolutely, like, like chocolate chip or, oh, whatever you got. You okay. know, mm. chocolate chip, Girl Scout cookies, uh, Thin Mints, whatever. I, I'll, I'll tell you what, Charles. When I sold my house several years ago in Maple Grove. You know what I left on the counter for the buyers and the home inspector? I left a big plate of cookies. <laughs> I kid you not, That's I did. Funny. And you're
0: in the business. That's just great. You know. Yeah, I just and, said have
3: a good home inspection. Yeah,
0: if for nothing else, just to just to be kind, right? Just
3: to because, be kind, because the chances
0: are it's not going to make any difference. Right? Yeah, they're some just of it. Enjoy the cookies and, and write
3: exactly. up exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're still going to write up what they have to, but. I I've been in a number of homes where people left stuff like that, like here's some waters or whatever, and you just think these are very very nice people. I really hope there's nothing wrong with this house. I mean you're 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 really rooting for not finding any problems when people are that nice. It doesn't change the report in the end, of course.
0: No, but because you guys are delivering. The unbiased, unbiased true. truth. That's exactly Thank right. You, Charles. Uh, Ruben, what's the best way for people to get a hold of, of Structure Tech?
3: Please find us online, StructureTech.com. You can find our podcast, our blog, our YouTube videos. It's all there.
0: That's awesome. You guys certainly are a wealth of information. Love having you on. Can you stick around for the rest of the oh, show? Oh, I will definitely stick all around. All right, perfect. Let's turn the conversation over to our good friend, longtime partner with Jay Becker and Associates. It's Eric Robeck, our rep over at Jay Becker. Eric, how you doing today buddy? I am excellent. Yeah thanks for all your help on the show so far. Um, I, I really want to get into kind of since we're talking about the storm dam- damage season we've already had uh, damaging hailstorms and windstorms here in the metro kind of what happens with the exterior lighting components of things. Um, if people if you don't know in the state of Minnesota you have to have a licensed electrician wiring your your light fixtures.
1: Can you talk a little bit about that and why that is? Correct. Yeah, uh, Just because we, we know what we're doing, we're going to do it right. We do see a lot of other siding companies that mm-hmm. just have their siders put them back on, and they two drywall screws without the bracket, no grounding. Can I give a blunt reason why I think you should
0: yeah, absolutely. why it's required? Yes. Because I want to hold you liable. I'm sorry Absolutely. you you know what I mean, like, and that sounds real bad. I wanna sue you if you screw up, but no, I don't wanna be liable for the for the wiring if if there's there's a fire and there was a mistake made uh with an install. I don't wanna hire my my neighbor the cowboy to come over uh you know with a case of beer and ah, I can wire those put those light fixtures in, if something yeah. happens, my insurance company is going to say, hey, why'd you do that? Yeah. We're not yeah. covering it. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I mean, maybe, maybe not. But still, I think that's a big part of the reason.
1: I, I, yeah, that, that's really why the state sort of wants us doing it, because yep. we know how to do it right. And if we didn't, we're definitely liable. Somebody that doesn't know how to do it at all yep. and does it and fails miserably, who's responsible then? no, I well, would not know until the lawyers got involved.
3: And I happen to know, and it was, it was, well, I won't mention the city, but, uh, there was a specific city where the building official was telling me they've had a couple of fires in their city that happened when you had a cider take off the electrical boxes on the, or take off the light fixtures on the outside. They sided, they put it back together, they did it wrong, and it caused major house fires. Oh, just true. because they had the wrong person connected mm-hmm. and it led to a yep. loose connection. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's serious business. You
0: know, I think a lot of people also don't realize, and this one's just, you know, kind of one of those, really? That, um, you know, it's perfectly fine to use a power strip and then more extenders and splitters and plug in 15 different things into one outlet. That's fine, right? You recommend that often.
1: Oh, it's it's a great practice. No, actually, two we... So my neighbors used to own a business, and they had this breaker tripping in their business. And mm. so they call me, in. I go out, and I'm trying to figure it out. And and I flip the breaker, and it just kept tripping back, and we couldn't figure out what. It's doing its job. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was happening <laughs> is it was like a Roman candle shooting out the end of the power strip. Oh, man. It, like. Eight, 12 inches, and luckily somebody else Roman is candles, inside.
0: Uh, <laughs> Just not in, inside. <laughs> there was yeah. a
1: nut. I, I wish I could remember. There was a very recent fire started by a cheap power strip. And, again, if you if you buy a decent power strip or a good power strip, your chances of having an issue are much smaller than a $2 power strip at the big boxes. Right. But yeah, we, we, we don't like the Chevy Chase, uh, Clark Griswold, where you've got all these things plugged in together pulling a lot of power.
0: I got I got one thing that's out of code at my house, but
1: we talked about that last.
0: Time. Yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah, yeah. We keep it under hush hush. Yep. But I'll tell you all about it okay. when we come back. Right here on I, the All Around Home I Improvement Hour. Know. All right, good. No one knows what that guy says ever. The only one worse than him was uh, Pearl Jam guy Eddie Eddie Vedder. And you couldn't understand anything he
1: said either. Well, Led Zeppelin you don't understand what they're saying <laughs> even though they're saying it clearly.
0: Yeah, like um, Hootie and the Blowfish too. Terrible. I mean, I mean, good band, a decent band, just. <laughs> And you're like, it's pretty good. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty you're jamming out. All right, welcome back. Uh home improvement hour, all around. And and structure tech, home inspections, and also Jay Becker and Associates. Um we're talking electrical. We're talking why it's important to have a licensed electrician uh do certain things. You know, I, I got one in my house that all right. we, we, we keep kinda under wraps, right? Mm-hmm. So the heat ropes that people use to heat up. Uh like eaves ice ice dams, eaves, right, yep, yeah, I have a drain that that ices up because it's not pitched well enough, so oh. by the way, if you have if you have a plumber install a floor drain in an outbuilding, right, make sure that thing is flying downhill, okay, because if it's not flying downhill, wherever that thing daylights, you're gonna get ice built up, sure, so we ran some heat rope down there, Eric, and um, what ended up happening is. It kept flipping the breaker. Apparently, something with the heat tape, heat ropes,
1: they, I don't know what what happens. It's, well, they just get minute cracks in there and, you know, it gets infiltrated. And there's actually four heat tape, specifically, there's a separate GFI, Mm. which is a 30 milliamp, not a 5 milliamp. So it allows more.
0: Might be a good idea to get that in instead of what I got going on because I have a fully unprotected outlet that is like snappy, right? And to. it
3: still trips the breaker? No,
0: no, no. It doesn't. Oh, trip. Oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. It's not even no breaker. Just okay. straight power. Yeah. And that's what we have it, you know, okay. ran to because okay. uh, otherwise it it trips when we don't know it, yeah. and then that that drain fills up with ice, and then I'm calling I'm calling the jet guy the jet guy to jet out all that ice, and that's three hundred and something dollars later. So
3: I won't tell anyone, Charles.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't tell yeah. anyone besides who's listening today.
3: Yeah, it's so a good tell... thing we're only on the radio. Yeah,
0: don't tell anyone
3: else, yeah.
0: okay? All right, awesome. We'll keep it under wraps. We'll keep it under family. So, uh, Eric, what else is going on? What's new? Um, obviously, we, busy, busy season with, with all the storms happening, but you guys were busy before that.
1: What's, what's keeping uh, Jay Becker's wheels turning so much? Uh, just a lot of remodeling. A lot of people that are happy in their house, want to make it better. know uh, it's a tough time to move hmm uh we just have everything going on a lot of service calls a lot of new light fixtures uh what else well that was Everyone why under the sun that's why i
0: was instantly attracted to your guys's uh, business model because i feel like typically what happens with an electrical contractor is they either stay really small and they handle you know one job at a time type deal so if, if it's you, they're focused on you, and then when they have time, they move to the next job, et cetera, and so forth. Or they begin to scale, and all of a sudden, they get very, very busy. They grow because there's high demand for you guys right now, um, and then the phone gets doesn't get answered for the small stuff. I want a new ceiling fan. I need some new smoke detectors. I need, you know, just the onesie-twosie type stuff. Doesn't get answered and i mean it's good for the electrician they're growing their business and they get off into you know who knows uh, you know union stuff big big stuff but there's very few companies that can do do both i mean why did why did Jay becker kind of stay loyal to the small customer but then also expand into i mean gosh you guys do industrial stuff you know yes
1: uh i, I think it really comes down to we are focused on serving the customer we're not Worried about the dollars in the end. We're not, you know, all those things have to happen. Yep. But it's really taking care of this customer. And, and this customer might be a one-hour customer today. In a month, they might have 80 hours of work okay. for us. In two years, they might have, you know, we, we just want repeat business. Plus the word of mouth, right, yes. It gets
0: out. And yep. I think that your guys' uh, reputation has,
1: has just really set the example
0: for mechanical contractors out there thank you that's a huge compliment well uh getting into the business when people didn't have a lot of work 2008 ish you know i got into this business rehabbing foreclosures right and even then getting an electrician to be dedicated to your us as a contractor's needs our needs Um, was was really, really tough. You had that just kind of scaling problem. Guys weren't, you know, they were either going out of business because they didn't belong in the business in the first place, or they were uh, having a very hard time scaling. So you guys have obviously been able to do that at its best. I think
1: that's... And it is what wears us out a little bit, you know, trying to... Trying to cover all the bases. Yep. With, we have so many guys, so many hours in a day, so many hours in a week, you know, we... Think this job's four hours; it ends up being six. Which okay, we're here a little bit later, trying trying to keep all the bases covered is one of the things that does wear us out. But that we're we're doing it because of our dedication to our customers. So if I'm a homeowner, maybe
0: I just bought my home. Maybe I, I yeah, just bought my home. Whatever. I was going to say some more stuff. I'm like this nope. is just nope. get to the damn point. Okay. um What do I need to know about my electrical system? I mean, what do I go go downstairs, open the box, flip some things
1: around? What what should I know? uh, You know, uh, Ruben's going to do a great job, and he's going to tell you if there's any red flags. Okay, and beyond that, um, there's really nothing. Yeah, it's
0: great radio fist bump. Yeah,
1: (laughs) unless you want to hire us to come and pull stuff open, dig stuff apart, uh, do an infrared scan, which is probably the best tool available for electrical. It has to be done right, but it's the best tool to find issues. Okay, so I get it. You don't. You don't want the average person just doing
0: things to the electrical system. But Correct. okay, so what would be some of the red flags that I might see?
1: Um, the biggest one is uh, circuit breakers with colors. Okay, reds and blues and greens and those colors. They, they're brands that haven't been able to be installed in this country since the early '80s. Oh man, and you know what he's talking about, Ruben.
3: Yeah, you talk about like Zinsko Sylvania, FPE. FPE. Yep, absolutely.
0: But
1: let's not get specific now.
3: Uh, I have <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> they, they, just
1: they're, kidding. Not, they're not relevant businesses in this country. No. Yeah.
0: Okay, so. so those. what are some other big signs? I mean, what about knob and tube? What
1: about... Uh... Uh, two-wire receptacles. I just went in a house yesterday in St. Paul to look at a small project, and they had two-wire receptacles, but the weird... So they tore out a wall, and there's some wire hanging there that we have to get rid of. That's what we're in there for. But what's weird is sometime in the last 30 years, somebody worked really, really hard pushing new conductors through the knob and tube insulation. Mm. What? Yeah. I could, I could not believe it, but so, so they, they, that's wild, put a ton of effort into doing it completely wrong, which we talk about on this show quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, that's just crazy. But, but you get get what you pay for, you know, those things definitely show up on real estate inspections. When I, Go to sell my house, and you've got this old terrible wiring, and so that becomes a negotiation, and that's where some people are missing out by not getting that.
0: What about aluminum wiring? How do I know if I have it?
1: um you'd have to hire us to come in and take a peek. Mm-hmm. uh ruben's not going be able to see that from without. you hear that ruben Maybe you're
3: if not able if to see panel it. Cover. We always pull panel covers okay I will right. we'll say that okay
0: yeah ooh, panel that's, covers that's dangerous, right. You don't want to touch any of that stuff behind the panel cover.
3: It's good for you. You don't want to touch no, the stuff inside. Oh, the
0: ah, that's what I meant. Behind the switches.
3: We'll, we'll take the panel cover off, and we'll look inside the box.
0: I had a buddy yep. pull all that stuff apart one time, yeah. and he said, all right, I'm leaving, I'm coming back. Don't <laughs> touch any of this stuff right here. You touch it, you're going to be fried, man. Yeah. You ever been electrocuted? Uh, not yet. No? No. no? Don't golf in lightning no, I've, storms? I've,
3: I've no, been, I've been shocked many, oh, many times. really?
0: Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh. Electrocuted is you're dead. Is the big one. I Shocked is. Oh, oh, see, people don't know that. See, that's it. That's the most valuable thing you're going to learn here. <laughs> well, call it a
3: tickle. <laughs> a tickle. I've t- been tickled. Yeah. Oh You've yeah. Tickled. Many times.
0: I um I was tickled by um an, a stun gun. Like. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. T- my friend and I bought one. We got a hold of one. Just I'm not going to say how. We were teenagers. It was fun. And he said, I'll go first, because I'm like, I am not going first. And he went, he went, he hit the ground, man. He was done. And then he was like, you're up. And I'm like, I, I, don't, no. I don't want to, but I had to. You know how it is, man. You, uh, you absolutely have to you do You did
3: that. it. Uh, good man. All right,
0: let's do this. Final thoughts. Eric Roback, Jay Becker and Associates. Final thoughts for the home. Well, first of all, how can we
1: get a hold of Jay uh, Becker? Uh, on the internet, of course, J-B-E-C-H er.com or 763-428-8630 awesome one more time with that number 763-428-8630 awesome Jay Becker and Associates great electrical company
0: Ruben Saltzman Structure Tech Home Inspections final thoughts
3: check us out online again we got the videos the blog the podcast give it a listen it's awesome StructureTech.com
2: perfect final thoughts Kyle Miller with All Around Reawakening from the dead here. Go to allaround.com for your next free estimate. Thanks for listening, Twin Cities.